Welcome to the Adventure Church Podcast. We're excited you're here, and we hope today's message encourages you, builds your faith, and brings you hope for the future. May God bless you as you listen in to today's message. Woohoo! Thank you. All right. No, we're going to do it fresh. Okay. Thank you, Randy, and thank you all, and thank you, Pastor CJ. The way it really went down was Pastor CJ asked Randy, you know, which your two speakers is open. He heard it was me, and he fled town. So thank you very much, <laughs> Pastor. You, you're stuck with me. Uh, but I, anyway, I thank Pastor CJ, Pastor Andrew, and the whole team here. And uh, I just have something to say that I didn't say in the first service because I couldn't. Uh, but we have a special visitor in the house. Now, I am actually a, a, a son of the land here. Uh, I, I grew up on my, spending my summers on a farm across the street from the wilderness. Uh, my family is uh, Linnea Brask and uh, formerly Wade Brask, who's now with Jesus, and all of, their, all of them, that's my aunt. My aunt is Linnea Brask, and she is in the house. Linnea, give us a wave right here. So it's, it's really an honor for me to preach in this territory because I grew up here and I've probably started going to the wilderness 30 years ago and spending time there. And I have memories uh, on the farm there of, of being uh, spanked by Aunt Linnea. My, 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 my backside got red a few summers. If you don't believe in spanking, I can tell you it works. All right. Thank you, Aunt Linnea, for spanking my butt. But... Uh, we had, we've had many good memories with, with the Brasks over the years, so we love the Brask family. Amen? All right, so here I am. Uh, a little bit about me. Uh, it's Carl Wesley Anderson. I was named uh, after John and Charles Wesley, the great Methodist revivalist, so I've got a little revival fire in my blood, and as I said earlier, it's also coming out in my hair, so hopefully I'm still on fire for Jesus. Some of it's going white, so now we're, we're white hot. I, I'm, not, I'm not salt and pepper, but I'm like, Paprika. I'm red and white, so there you go. Uh, and uh, married now 25 years last week to my beloved Sarah. How about that? She stuck with me 20, come on, 25 years. And we have three kids, two boys and a girl, one of our sons right now. We're proud of him. He's serving uh, our, our military in the army in, uh, in Kuwait. So we, we praise God. We've got one of them on the field, and the rest are serving the Lord. And so just really blessed to be with you. Uh, I've been preaching since I was 17. I was raised Lutheran. Are there any, any Lutherans or former Lutherans that want to, you know, hi, my name is Carl, I'm a Lutheran type thing. Uh, you can usually tell a Lutheran in the crowd, you know, we're usually really well-dressed and we like our personal space, right? Swedes and Norwegians, you know, don't sit right next to me. Now, I can't see too many Lutherans because you're all pretty crammed in. There's one here. There's one back there. Uh, personal space. Some of you are sitting next to your neighbor and going, I wish they would be two chairs away. Okay, this is how it is. Uh, but raised Lutheran, and I came to know Jesus at the age of 20, bowed my knee to him. I've never looked back. Amen. He revealed his love to me. I repented of my sins, came to faith, moved to Hollywood, thought I had a career in filmmaking. Uh, in that time, the Lord said, you've, you've got a calling to film, but it's going to be later. So pursue me first. So I came back to Minnesota, pursued the Lord. Um, Went after him. I became an evangelist, uh, equipping evangelist in the nations. Started to travel to 20 nations. Uh, got married during that time. We started a business. And about uh, seven years ago now, I got a very serious form of cancer. It started here on one of my lymph nodes. And before I could catch it, skin cancer, it spread into my lymph nodes and uh, became really, really deadly. Uh, you know, if, if you've been through something, I can, I can tell you the day that the world fell out from underneath my feet. And uh, initially, I was not given a very good prognosis for time. So, um, you know, what do you do when you're in the middle of that? And, and you know, some people run away from God or blame God. I, I went the other way. I, I ran after the Lord. I ran after the Father and the Son and the Spirit and said, Lord, if I have one day left on this earth, I am going to glorify your name. Or if you give me a hundred more years, I'm going to glorify your name. Whatever it is, I'm going to seek you. And so as I sought him, in, in one particular weekend, I had eight unique, what I would call, contacts with God. That means God is initiating contact with you. You recognize the contact, and so you have 
not only a love relationship, but you know what you're supposed to do. And at the time, I was facing five potential treatments. One of them was do nothing. And a lot of people that choose that, that option don't want to go through the, the hard times of, of the side effects don't make it a year on what I had. So I'm really blessed to be here. And during that weekend, the Lord showed me which of the five to take, and it was the most difficult one. Thanks, Lord. So, and that's often, you know, when God leads you, sometimes he'll lead you down, not the primrose path. He'll lead you down the path where you have to pick up your cross, deny yourself, and follow him. So, for me, it was a treatment um, that they call immune therapy. And what that means is there's something missing in your body where your immune system is not looking upon the cancer as a threat. So, they give you these powerful drugs to elevate your immune system. But in the meantime, you get a fever. So, on a Monday night, I'd give myself a shot. And on Tuesday, I wake up with a fever, and the way it went for the first time was fever Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Sunday, it's not there, and you're exhausted. Monday, you give yourself the shot again, and I endured 69 weeks of fevers in a row. Lost most of my hair, most of my weight, and I... I I pursued the Lord. I mean, I, I just kept seeking him. And every time I would go to prayer, the anointing of the Spirit was there, and I started to realize, hey, if I'm going through suffering right now and God can speak to me so powerfully, I better write these ways down. And, Lord, if you want to use me to help the body of Christ learn how it, simple it is to hear your voice, let's do this. So I wrote them all down, and they became Love Speaks, 21 Ways to Recognize God's multifaceted voice. Simple book, 21 chapters, 21 ways. The more ways you learn and expect, that's a key word, you've got to expect that God's going to speak to you this week or this day in that particular way. The more ways you learn, the more uh, intimate you can grow with the Lord and the more of his love you can share because you know what? The world needs what you have. So imagine the power of being able to say to people you meet, I know that God is real because he spoke to me this morning. And people will, people will just be attracted to you because they want to know this God. And you know him. So 21 ways. So uh, let's, have the, let's have, I've got a little gift for you. We're going to start passing these out. These are quick, quick uh, reference cards. While they're going out, let me demonstrate to you the 21 ways. Are you all ready? Can you count with me on your fingers? Okay, here we go. You ready? They are. The established word, the living word, the inner witness of the spirit, the inner voice of the spirit, the inner desires of the heart, nature and creation, providence, hearing the word of God preached, other believers speaking confirmation. How about visions, dreams, symbolic speech, divine appointments, media? How about the four gifts of the Holy Spirit that deal with hearing his voice? And they are prophecy, word of wisdom, Word of knowledge and discerning of spirits. How about an angel could appear and speak to you? You could hear from Jesus himself in a vision or a dream, or you could hear the Father's audible voice, and that is 21. Now let's have a little quiz. If you could please don't look at your cards for a minute. Somebody stand up and give me five of the 21 ways that you can hear the voice. You get a free book. Come on. Somebody stand up and give me five without looking at your cards. Roxy, you're not involved with this one. She was my, my big winner from... from <laughs> Season one. Okay, come on, somebody. Somebody stand up. Be bold. Don't look at your cards. Okay, right here. Visions, dreams, audible. Sermons. Confirmation. Give her a hand. There you go. Free book. That book is signed by the author. If you're in a really difficult place, go to eBay. You'll get an extra dollar for it on eBay. You'll get $4 instead of 3 Okay, that's the book. So in the, <laughs> in the middle of the calling, the Lord speaks to me and says, Carl, I've called you also now as a media missionary. I said, a media missionary, what's that? He said, well, take your gift in filmmaking, because I've been doing film since I was 15. And he said, expand it now for my kingdom. I want you to create films that go back in time in salvation history and reveal how faithful I've always been so that a modern audience that needs hope and faith and love can know how faithful I am. So I created my first series, seven documentary films. Each one covers the first seven ways on your response card. 
And each film goes back in salvation history to teach us how God is faithful. So let's play the promo. Watch this. I have these DVDs available on the table for donation today. Watch the introduction to the seven DVD series. As a filmmaker, I was compelled to visit the actual sites that have stood the test of time, that I might experience for myself something of what these common people experienced, even as they heard the voice of God and had real life-changing encounters with Him, and history changed as a result. Each film in the series will document a new way in which you yourself can learn to hear the multifaceted voice of God, including ways that Jesus Christ, the Son, is reaching out in His Word, the Holy Spirit is reaching out from within, and the Father's love is everywhere. This is a collection of virtually untold stories of salvation history an ongoing narrative where we find that God has been faithful to appear and speak in every generation. And because He's been that faithful, He will appear and speak to you and I in our own generation. In each of these episodes, we're going to find historical examples and modern day examples and how they're linked together in the Spirit all through the faith and obedience of people searching for a faithful God who speaks to us every day because love speaks. Come along with me as we journey together and discover that love speaks. walk through salvation history. We're going to look at a couple of clips today, as today I'm going to teach you three of the 21 ways from the Love Speaks, you know, book and series. Uh, and these are three different ones than what you'll learn this weekend. So if I see your smiling face on Friday, I'll know that this was okay this morning. And if you're not there, I'll be like, okay, I get the message. So hopefully this will be good. But Friday uh, of the conference, I'm going to share three more ways, different from today, and also Saturday sessions, different ways, activation. It's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to end up walking away with 11 or 12 ways to activate your faith between Sunday morning today and the weekend. So I invite you to come back for the weekend. But uh, before we move on, I just want to share one more resource, and then we're going to launch into all three uh, ways I'm going to teach you today. But what happened is, as I went along, the Lord said, now make an online school. So it's if you look on the backside of your Quick reference card. It's called the Love Speaks Masterclass. This is a standalone resource. If you're serious about learning all 21 ways, you can get the book, but then follow the teachings. These are one-on-one -on -one direct teachings with activation. So you can go through this for this whole next year or two. Do this in your small groups. If you're a small group leader or you're part of a small group, you're looking for some, some uh, new material along with Pastor CJ and Andrew, if they would approve of that, uh, this is something you can do in a small group or individually, but you can learn day by day, week by week, and really get it. Watch a particular lesson three or four times and get it in you, and you'll be surprised at how many times the Holy Spirit is actually speaking to you in that way. I've got just a one-minute introduction to this, and then I'm going to preach three ways. Let's go for it. What if you could recognize God's continual basis and thus experience his love for you personally? I'm Carl Wesley Anderson, and if you can, welcome to the Love Speaks Masterclass. I'm giving you the opportunity as the viewer to go deeper into understanding both in scripture, so it's pursue love, that's good, pursue love, yet earnestly desire spiritual gifts. Salvation history. God has promised that he will regard the man that is of a broken and contrite spirit and trembles at his word. And practical applications, each of the 21 ways to hear God's multifaceted voice. 
dive into three of the ways. I want to talk about the ways of Jesus, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. You know, each of the members of the Trinity, it's a mystery here, so I'm not going to tell you that I understand this fully, but I can tell you enough today about it that each of them has a unique way that they choose to communicate with us. And so I'll simplify it. Jesus speaks primarily through his word. The Holy Spirit speaks from within, and the Father speaks externally and indirectly. And I'll, I'll unpack that for you as we go forth this morning. But let's begin with this. This is the only infallible source of hearing the voice of God. All the other 20, you could say, are fallible. They're based on human experience, maybe background, maybe present reality. But this book and what's contained, the truth in this book and the doctrine in this book is the only infallible source, and it is tied to all the others. So in every chapter of the book or teaching, I anchor it in the word, and I show you where this way is found in here so you can have confidence that as you move forward by faith, you're going to experience God, but it's all found right here. And uh, I love the established word. It's basically, the, you know, the idea of this first session is learn to study the Bible. Learn to study your Bible. So my opening challenge to you is how often are you in it? Right? How often are you in it? Are you in it on a daily or at least a regular basis? And are you studying it? Because when you study the Bible, when you study a particular book, you're learning the context of those people. You're learning their own struggles. You're learning their own ways of acknowledging God and walking through life and making mistakes and yet walking with Christ. And isn't it a comfort to know that the same struggles they're going through are available and happening to all of us today? So if we can read about what they went through and understand what God was saying, we can understand better for us how to stand on the Word. And are we in a time where you've got to learn to stand on the Bible? You've got to learn to be a man or woman of this book. And I'm named, of course, I said after John Wesley. John Wesley had said this. He said, give me the book. He said, of all things on earth, give me the book of God. He said, let me be a man of one book. And let me tell you, I've been to John Wesley's library. I've been to his home. I filmed Love Speaks Episode 7 in the very bedroom where he went to be with the Lord. It's a very touching moment. It's incredible. It's in episode seven. Uh, and, and yet, even though he was so well-read, he still would say, this is the book that I want to read most often. So I love that. Oh, give me the book. And what I want you to do is develop a fresh passion for the study of the Word. Did you know the Word of God is your sword? Come on. If you were in the first service, Roxy was here. I didn't even hold up the sword. I'm, I've got it today. And if you come Friday night... I'm going to do this whole thing with the sword where I actually hold it up to my mouth like this. So that's a little teaser. Commercial Friday night. Come back. <laughs> but for today, you know, this really is, it's a broadsword of truth. Any Braveheart fans? Two or three. Come on. You come here to fight as three men. And three men you are. Thank you very much. That's my Braveheart, Braveheart impression. See me at the back. I'll do the whole freedom speech for you. It's awesome. Um, Learn to not only study the word, but become a man or woman of one book. And do you know that this Bible has had thousands of attempts by our arch enemy to destroy it, and yet we still have it today? Do you know he does not want you reading this? He doesn't want you studying it. He doesn't want you becoming a passionate follower of what's in it. He wants you to go by all the ways of the world and all the things that are happening. This is the way. Walk in it. And listen, it is the way. And do you know, there have been men and women that have given their lives, their very lives as martyrs, so that you could hold this in your hands today. And let me just, I'm going to share with you a quick story uh, of this and show you a clip from the series. So some years ago, my wife and I are on date night. We do this once in a while, you know. And, and so we're seeing Star Wars, Star Wars 7. Which is the, yeah, woo! We got one Star Wars fanatic over here. See, see him or her for the, okay. Uh, and we're, we're watching the film, and the whole film is all about where is, where in the universe is Luke, Luke Skywalker? He's, he's somewhere out there. So spoiler, that's what the film's about. There, I saw it. I have to spoil it for you. So at the end, you know, this woman, she lands her spaceship and on this remote island somewhere in the universe, and she starts going up these stone steps. And I'm eating a piece of pizza and just watching the film, and the Holy Spirit says to me, Carl, you've been there. And I went, I have? Yeah. Uh, 
And he says, let me prove it to you. So it's like, yeah, obviously the father's seen the film once or twice before. He knows what's in it. So <laughs> up she comes. She passes by these stone beehive huts, and then she meets Luke, and the film ends. And I go, Lord, was that Skellig Michael? He's like, yeah. So I go home. About midnight, I Google Skellig Michael Star Wars, and this whole thing pops up. Sure enough, they film Star Wars, Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, on this mon monastery. And the Lord then spoke to me. He said, Carl, it was midnight. He said, Carl, I want you to make your first film of Love Speaks on, on the importance of the Bible, the established word, on Skellig Michael. I want you to go there. I said, why, Lord? He said, because I'm allowing a spotlight to be shown on Skellig Michael through Star Wars around the world, but I don't want... Christians around the world to watch the Star Wars movies and think that it was the home of Luke Skywalker. I want them to know the truth that for 700 years in succession, 12 men inhabited that island and gave their life to creating these stone steps and meditating on the word of God as they did. They had, they had memorized every psalm. Try that for a good discipline this week. All right, I'll see you Friday. Let's see how you've done. They, They've memorized 150 psalms. They, they, and not only that, they preserved the word. They redid all the manuscripts. Rome had burned. All of the libraries in, in Europe were being burned by the barbarians. Satan was trying to destroy the book. They took the book and the scrolls. They reworked it and created these intricate Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, the, the, the book of Kells and all these beautiful things. I have a, a sample here. That's a book of Kells for you, all these intricate designs in, the, in it, and they preserved it so that we have it today. So let's roll a little three-minute clip from Love Speaks episode one about this island, Skellig Michael, and the truth of it. As I mentioned, as I mentioned, Patrick was a man of one book. And did you know that tucked away in one of those 340 scripture references in his writings is this passage from Acts 13? For thus the Lord has commanded us, I have placed you as a light for the Gentiles that you should bring salvation to the ends of the earth. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Habakkuk 2.14 to go up some very ancient stone steps and I want to show you these stone steps because sometimes in our discipleship and in hearing the voice of God we need to go back to the ancient ways as Jeremiah said in this case the ancient path is the path of the word the established word as our key source the only infallible source of hearing God's voice the monks that carved these stone steps were carving in meditation of the Word of God. In fact, they have memorized all 150 psalms. I can imagine them as they're carving, meditating on the psalms, or perhaps Jeremiah who said this. Stand by the ways and see, and ask for the ancient paths, where the good way is, and walk in it. David, I actually visited Skellig Michael for this film, and I, 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 I sat upon one of those ancient stone steps. It was an amazing experience for me, thinking, were they there? Were they working? Were they, as they're carving, are they meditating on the Word? Tell me about the ancient rule that was in place where they were actually meditating on the Word. Mm -hmm. So uh, the rule of Columba, who established Iona, uh, and was a quite uh, widely used rule within Celtic Christianity, uh, suggested that the day should be split into three parts. They should be a, a section for prayer, a section for manual labor to keep the monastic center going, but also a section for what he called Lectio in his rule. So it was, the day was split into prayer, manual labor, and Lectio. And Lectio was about uh, studying the word, writing the word, or meditating on the word. Uh, and they did this uh, quite a lot of uh, when, when they were actually practically involved in what they were doing. So perhaps when they were fixing the steps up, when they were building the, the walls and the beehive huts, certainly uh, we know that when they walked from site to site, they would recite the Psalms, for example. So when Aidan walked from Iona to Lindisfarne, uh, we know that he recited with the monks that came with him the, the Psalms repeatedly over and over again that they'd learned by heart in their times of, of lecture and prayer. Skellig has a very profound effect on you. When you climb those last steps and you walk in under that archway, something happens. They found a quiet place. 
Whether they built the quiet place or the Spirit made a quiet place, it is phenomenally quiet. When you step through there, into that archway, something happens. If you're anyway in touch with the tune of God and you're in touch with the Spirit, boom, you kind of go, this is it. This is the place I feel closest to God. right? That's the truth. And because those men sacrificed their lives for you, you can read this book and study it. And that's the established word. Amen? Let's go to how the Father speaks. Jesus was so awesome. For the first time, God is with us, and he reveals to us the Father. The Father is hinted at throughout the Old Testament, but Jesus reveals to us a relationship, a moment-by-moment -moment relationship with the Father. So I wanted to teach you just one of the many ways that the Father speaks. At the end of the session, I will put up on the screen a little bit later a way to connect with us deeper. And there's a book that I've written called the, uh, basically How the, the Father Speaks, Different Ways. So you'll get this one, but about four or five others in that ebook, And I'll give you information later on how to subscribe to that. But this is going to talk about how the Father speaks in creation. And as I said to you earlier, the Father speaks, I believe, most often, indirectly, and externally. And you say, why is that, Carl? Well, this is a mystery, but I believe it's because he's, he's given us, of course, the Son, birthed, died on the cross for our sins, resurrected again, ascended at the right hand. The, the, the Son pours out the promise of the Father, who we're going to look at next, the Holy Spirit. And so there are all these different ways in which he's already wanting us to have touch points and contact with him, but he still wants to speak. So he does it indirectly, I'll say. And uh, he uses nature. So think about the different ways of creation for a minute. The sun and the moon. And it was beautiful this morning. I, I watched the sunset last night from my cabin at Wilderness and the moon this morning. And you think about the change of seasons. I, I know we're in Webster, which is the land of mud right now but it will change soon. <laughs> I got like major mud on my shoes yesterday, <laughs> but I love it up here. Uh, but you think about we're coming into spring now and how beautiful it is to have a change of season, how God can speak. He speaks throughout scripture. It's a new springtime for you. The number eight means new beginnings and so forth. It's like the, the, the testimony of the creator is everywhere. Now, I'm not talking about worshiping the creation. That's pantheism. We don't do that. We worship the almighty Father that made the creation through the Son, Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Can I get an amen? That's who we worship. So as you worship him and you're in nature or you have nature around you, you're giving the Lord opportunity to speak to you. Think about Psalm 29. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thunders. That's how awesome he is depicted in Scripture. And... Uh, Old Testament example, I'll pick a different one here than I used first service. I love this. The Remember in the time of Noah and the flood, toward the ending of the flood time, Noah wanted to discover, is, is, the, flood, is the flood over? So do you remember what, what he sends out, what bird he sends out? A dove, right? Did we hear it? Oh, the raven. Okay, sorry. All you Bible scholars, the raven was first. I'm looking for the dove next. Was that Roxy? Would you keep your mouth? Okay. Roxy is a verbal processor. Okay, um, I'm just giving you a hard time. She won the free book, so I can give her a hard time. The dove was second. The raven was first. Fine. Okay, she got it right. What did the dove have in its mouth when it came back? An olive branch. Okay, think about the symbolism of, of that in nature. What was, the, what was the kind of bird that was sent down from the Father when Jesus was baptized? The dove. If you study, oh, what was the garden? What was growing in the garden? Uh, the, what mount was it? The mount of what? That he, olives. Okay, do you see the symbolism? In, throughout Isaiah, there's these beautiful passages that depict the coming Messiah as the righteous branch of the olive tree. Did you know that? Isaiah 4, look it up. So throughout Scripture, there's hidden these beautiful symbolic passages of looking at Jesus as the fulfillment, as the coming Messiah. And so when 
God says there'll be no more flood. He sends out the dove. The dove, the Holy Spirit comes back, and in his mouth is a, is a symbol of Jesus. That's the way the Lord is going to save the world in the end. He will never destroy it by water again. He will send the Holy Spirit and send his son. Isn't that awesome? That was worth the price of your admission. Come on. Now, while I was at the wilderness yesterday, I'm worshiping away, and I'm worshiping in the spirit. I get there, and you know, nobody's checked in yet. You're in your prayer cabin, and I just thought, well, I'm just going to sing super loud. So I just started singing in tongues and worshiping the Lord super loud in my, my prayer cabin. And just all of a sudden, this giant owl comes out of nowhere, and it sits on the branch right, right above me. And he turns his owl head, you know, <laughs> and I was a little, I was, I was, at first I was amazed, and then I realized, oh, this is a kiss from the Father, because I'm expecting God's going to speak to me. So he... There's no doubt about it that the father had heard my worship and sent the owl to say, hey, I've heard it, I've received it, I love you, and you love me. It was an exchange. It was a kiss. Isn't that beautiful? you got to be alert for that. you got to be looking for that because it's really rare to see an owl. I, I never see them. But there he was, or she. So I thought, well, I'm going to use my phone. I'm gonna, I know it's probably not allowed, but Randy won't mind if I just look up, if I just Google owl characteristics. So... I Google the owl. I find out two things. Number one, did you know the owl can hear ten times better than you and I? So I have no doubt that this owl heard that worship, and he just came. To, he just came and sat down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen. But that's the father giving me a kiss. The second thing I learned is the owl cannot turn its eyes. It has to turn its head to see. So that's why it can turn its head around. It. <laughs> Like the exorcist, you know, all the it's, it's a little freaky if you look at an owl. It just. But the Lord said to me, Carl, when I was reading that, he said, Carl, that's for you. I want you to focus. I want you to look straight ahead. Your assignment is right ahead of you. Don't look to the right or to the left. Focus on what I've had for you. So not only did I get a word from the Lord about the owl, but I got a kiss from the Father through an owl. I talked to you about my cancer battle a little bit. Um, there was one particular moment where I was facing an operation that I didn't want to, I didn't want to do, and, but I had to. So I said, Father, um, will you please be with me in this operation? I was walking along the shore of a lake near our house, and as I as I paused, I said, Father, would you be with me? He said, Bend down, Carl, and pick up that rock at your feet. So I looked down. Okay, sure enough, I go down and pick up, and I picked up this rock. Right here, this one. This is the actual rock. I want you to tell me, just some of you shout out, what are some characteristics of a rock? What is it? Hard? Solid? What? Not a, okay. You, what is your name? You have got an attitude. Were you here at the first service? Somebody got any duct tape? Okay. No, I love you, honey. I love you. I love you in Jesus. Erase that from the tape. Okay. Um, <laughs> it is not alive. How old are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got one at home like you. Okay. <laughs> Somebody else. Sorry? Old. Okay. It's, it's old. It's, it's, it's been here a long time before I was born. It's going to be here a long time after I'm gone. I'd also add long-lasting. So he said, pick up this rock. I'm meditating on all those things you said. It's firm. It's long-lasting. It's old. It's been here for a while. It also fits in the palm of my hand, if you notice. And the Lord said to me from Psalm 18, right there, he said, Carl, I am your rock. Wow. I'm holding the rock. He said, I'm your rock. It, Psalm 18 is, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. You are my rock. You are my fortress. You are my strong tower. So I went through that operation, and I'll tell you this. Over the next two years or so, I went through some very difficult days. There are times when the enemy is going to come into your brain and tell you you are nothing and tell you you're going to die or whatever. Gonna, all these lies he's going to whisper. You have to know how to counter him. You come back Friday night, I'll teach you how you counter him in the word. I'll hold up that sword in my mouth, and I'll show it to you Friday night. You've got to come back for that. But for now, I'll say, you've got to know how to battle the enemy. Whenever the enemy would hit me with those thoughts, I'd grab this rock, and I would hold it and remember. No, shut up, enemy. The Lord said, I am your rock. That means Jesus Christ is my rock. He is with me. No matter what you're going through today, doesn't matter how difficult it is, know this. The presence of God has already gone before you and is already behind you, and he surrounds you with his favor, and you will get through it. Amen.
So before we go, I want to give you some of the Holy Spirit. I love the Holy Spirit. I knew nothing about the Holy Spirit for, for, you know, 21 years of my life, almost nothing. The God that we worshiped with the Trinity was the Father and the Son and the Holy Bible. <laughs> so somehow the Holy Spirit was left out of most of my instruction. So almost all of what I'm about to share with you for a few minutes was new to me. But I want to tell you, it's become so pure and so naturally supernatural to walk with the Spirit. And Paul says, walk with the Spirit. And it is really a walk, and it's actually more of a dance. It's, it's a dance with God. It's like when you walk with the Lord, you're dancing. You're not really walking. You're sort of dancing. And, and he is leading, by the way. <laughs> you're following. So let me teach you about the inner witness, and it's just that. It's, it's a witness that comes to you inside of you by the presence of the Holy Spirit who lives in you. If you've accepted Christ, you love Jesus, you've got the Holy Spirit. So now the Holy Spirit is wanting to relate to you. But to do that, he has to do that from the inside out. So often he works within your, what we call, intuition. It's a fancy term. Uh, many, many more women are sometimes better at this than us men. You know, we, men as a rule are knuckleheads. Can I get an amen? All the women amen to me. Okay, thank you. We are. <laughs> we need to learn, you know, guys especially, but women too. We need to learn how to move between the sides of our brain, but then also we need to learn how to move within how the Holy Spirit is leading us. So this is a confirmation. And it's like this, if I could describe it very simply. When you are praying for something and you're praying for direction, you're asking the Holy Spirit to lead you. So he will. And oftentimes he will give you like a traffic light within. So look for the traffic lights. Very simple teaching. Remember the traffic lights, okay? What are the three colors? Green, yellow, red. Okay, remember green, yellow, red. So simple. You'll drive away today, you'll beat a traffic light. Look at it. The green means go. So when the Lord is going to give you a witness of go, it's a sense of joy or peace from within. This is not the same as the emotion of joy or the emotion of peace. Those are different. Those come from your soul. This is from the spirit within you giving you a sense of peace or joy. It's like a green light. Green light means? Sometimes when you pray, it's like a yellow or a red. What are you going to do at the stoplight? You better stop. Don't go. It's almost like you sense within you a tightness or you can sense almost a red light. You say, well, Carl, where is that in Scripture? Well, everything I'm teaching you today and everything in the book and the master class is all related to the Word. So most, of it, most all of it is found in the Old Testament. And hidden away in the Old Testament are these beautiful, symbolic ways that God led his people that he fully realized now in the church age through Jesus Christ and the gift of the Holy Spirit. So this is actually found, and you can study this out later, but in, in Exodus and also in Numbers, there were these two stones that were given to the high priest, and they were held in a little pouch here. They were called the Urim and Thummim. Everybody say Urim and Thummim ten times fast. <laughs> exactly. So one of those stones meant truth, and one of them meant light. So what God was doing in that little pouch is he was coupling together the word and the spirit, truth and light or life. And so here's what would happen. The high priest would go in on behalf of the people. And because they didn't have the Holy Spirit yet, like we do, he would have to go on behalf and ask the Lord, should we, example, should we move forward in this battle or should we not go against this battle? And the high priest would peer inside of his breastplate and he would look down and he would look. And if there was a glow on one of those stones, it was the Holy Spirit's glow on that stone making it glow. And he realized the answer is yes. When there was no glow, the answer was no. So I brought a little visual aid. All my Star Wars, where's my Star Wars freaks over here? Are these the Star Wars? Oh, right here? Really? Oh, just him. Okay. So this, the following teaching is all for you, son. Okay, what's that? That would be a, in a yes or no question, that would be a no. So I'll give an example. Lord... Should I massively sin today? You get the idea. <laughs> yes, it is. 
Lord, should I, I use this, I like this illustration. I used it earlier. I'm going to use it again. Lord, should I go into the, what's a, what's a common grocery store here in town? Wayne's. Man, you got to come to Siren to go to Wayne's. Amen? Wayne, are you here? We love your store if you are. Come to church, Wayne. Okay. Wayne, should I go into Wayne's today and should I pray for the gal at the register and ask the Lord for a word for her? Why? Because the Father loves Wayne's and the Father loves everybody in it and the Father is after them. So that girl that's checking you out, he wants to touch her heart through you. So if you pray and ask the Lord for a word, he's going to give you one and you have to have the boldness and courage to go up and just say, hey, I, I'm, I was praying for you. I had a spiritual moment. Could I just share something encouraging to you from the Lord? And you share it and she receives it and she gets the Father's love and you get the, the indication from the Lord, you've done well today. It's just that simple. Isn't that awesome? Awesome. Red and green. Some years ago, I was praying about uh, an invitation to preach. I had two simultaneous invitations. One was to Pakistan and one was to Kazakhstan. I did not know which one to take. So over a period of three weeks, I prayed. I said, Lord, should I go to Pakistan? Every time I would pray, it was like a yellow or red, a tightness, no. And at the same time, I was praying at different times of the day, Lord, should I go to Kazakhstan? Green. It was like peace. Oh, okay. So I said no to the invitation to Pakistan. I said yes to Kazakhstan. And I went, and they were at the same time because I couldn't go to both. So I, I show up in Kazakhstan, and I'm the guest evangelist for two weeks, two full weeks of teaching. And there were 80 students from 16 nations, including China, that had secretly come together in this room to learn how to go back to their nations and share the good news. And one of the sessions, I just said, Lord, I've got my whole set of notes. He said, don't teach those today. I said, okay. He said, I want you to lift your hands and start worshiping me. So I lifted my hands and I started to worship the Lord. And everybody else did the same thing. And the power of God swept in the room from behind me and swept into the room and began from the front to the around the room, touch the different students that were there from all these different countries, and they all began to fall almost in unison, nobody laying hands on them. There was no, nothing like that. It was just God touching them so strongly in his power. They all fell under the power of the Spirit. Some, some over here began to get visions for their nation. They began to get street, street names and different places they were supposed to go. Some over here began to get senses of what to do. Some began to speak in tongues. Some began to intercede for the nation, and it lasted for six hours of glory. That's a green light. I tell you what, God's power is real and his presence is real. And he wants you to know it and he wants you to follow it. I got to close. Do I have time for one more story? You sure? I don't want to go too long, but okay, one more story. <laughs> so some years ago, I was uh, on, on my way to the UK to preach. And uh, often I plan my trips in a certain loop. So I was scheduled to go to Edinburgh first. So I landed uh, at Gatwick Airport, London, very early in the morning. You fly all night, you get no sleep. It's very, you're tired. And um, I'm at the, at the place and I start my journey and I, I have to pick up my luggage. Then I have to take a, an underground train all the way under London to the north. And then you hop on a whole different train and you head to Scotland for about two and a half hours. And that day I was really tired. So I was trying to watch a movie and the battery went out and I thought, what am I going to do? And, and I just, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to go and worship Jesus. I'm going to go and sing and worship in the spirit right now. So I left my train car and I went in between train cars. And on these trains to Edinburgh, there's this area where the, there's a toilet and then there's like three seats on both sides of it and windows. So I opened the window. Nobody was there. Nobody was in the toilet. And I opened the window. I sat down and I started to worship Jesus in the spirit. So I'm singing as loud as I can. I figure... Look, if someone has to use the toilet, whatever. I'm going to keep singing. So I am worshiping the Lord. All of a sudden, as I'm worshiping the Lord, out of the peripheral of my eye, I see this man, this kind of bearded man, older man, like with a big white beard, sit down just a few seats away from me. And he's staring right at me like the owl. <laughs> so I'm like, hi. He's like, hi. I notice he has an American accent. He says, my name is John. I said, oh, John, nice to meet you. He said, uh, I'm from Brownsville. Now, at the time, there was a revival happening in Brownsville, Florida. He said, I'm from the revival. And he said, he said, I'm here because I followed you today. I'm like, okay, you followed me. 
He's like, yeah. He said, I'm carrying, my mission is to carry a cross around the UK, whatever town I go. And he brought this cross with him, this giant wooden cross thing. And he, and he was dressed, by the way, in brown camel hair with a belt, a, a leather belt around his, I thought he was maybe John the Baptist. He looks just like John the Baptist. He says, I'm called to carry a cross and witness Christ all across the UK. He said, I didn't know where to go. He said, because the Lord told me, don't decide until you get there. I'll tell you where you're supposed to go. So he said, I flew in from Newark, and I landed in Gatwick this morning at 6, and he, I was in the luggage area. Now, this luggage area has 12 luggage things, huge amounts of people, luggage everywhere. He said, I was on one end of the luggage thing, and I, I, I somehow saw your red hair, and the Lord said, follow that red hair, follow that man. That's where you're going first. So he said, I followed you secretly across London on the underground. I followed you. I, bought the, I saw you were going to Edinburgh. I bought the same train ticket. I boarded the train. I didn't know where you were on the train. And he said, a few minutes ago, the Lord said to me in the witness, go to the toilet. <laughs> he said, but Lord, I don't have to go to the toilet. I think I would know. <laughs> Lord just was silent. The witness, go to the toilet now. Green light. He felt a green light. Peace. Okay, I've got to get up and go to the toilet. So he got up, and there I was, worshiping. He found me. The Lord, the Lord knew where I was, apparently. So he said, could I come with you? I said, sure. I said, I've got a Scottish friend. I'm sure we can find you some accommodation. Come along. So we get to Edinburgh. My Scottish friend's very Scottish. He knows exactly how long it takes to get from his house to the station by walking. Seven minutes, no more, no less. That's what it takes. So he picks us up. He says, sure, uh, John, yes, we've got an extra bedroom. Come stay with us. So we get to my friend Ian's house. We sit in the living room. For, they make a cup of tea. Very, you know, Scottish. We sit down with our cup of tea. And John disappears for a minute. All of a sudden, he comes back in. And he, he's got this jar of anointing oil you know, olive oil, and he sets it on the table in the living room. Boom. He says, Ian, so I'm from the Brownsville Revival. He said, before I left Brownsville, all the intercessors, the prayer warriors of Brownsville, laid their hands on this jar of anointing oil, and they said to me, the Lord says, this is for the intercessors of Scotland to take the oil and go and anoint the places where there were ancient wells in Scotland and believe that I'm going to move in revival fires in the next few years. You've got to get this to the intercessors of Scotland. And there it is. And my friend Ian's face starts to light up. And not, neither, nobody knew this, but he goes, well, that's very interesting. He said, I know what I can do with that. Ian had just started a special service gathering 150 intercessors from all over Scotland, and the next meeting was the next Wednesday night. And there is the oil for the intercessors from Brownsville. How do you get it to the right person in the right place at the right time? Follow the red hair, follow the witness, go to the toilet now. I got more stories. I'm here all week or weekend. Come and, come and hear me again. All right. <laughs> just want to close, um, and I want to pray for you too. Just want to close with a note for uh, what we do. But um, So, very interesting calling. I told you that during the battle with cancer, God just called me on this whole new adventure. I love Adventure Church. I'm on an adventure right now. I'm creating 21 one-hour-long documentaries uh, that are going to go all over the world to reach billions of people. In the, I'm in the middle of it. I've got seven on the air now, and we're doing 14 more. Now, what I discovered is that as we create these films, the Holy Spirit um, anoints them because I go to these places, and so the anointing carries through the film to the audience, and so people are now being called to study the Word, to intercede, to share the gospel through watching the film. So they are ministry tools for discipleship and evangelism. And when I got started, I didn't know how to get them on the air. And the Lord said, make a version 28 minutes, 40 seconds. I said, why? He said, I want to get them on TBN. I said, well, I don't know anybody at TBN. He goes, I do. <laughs> I guess the Father knows people at TBN. So I went forth, made the first seven. TBN saw them, said, we want this on the air. So they're airing currently, the, the first seven, in the shorter versions. The longer versions are much better. That's what I've shown you. And, and then um, 
God TV picked them up and Daystar picked them up. So today, we are able to allow, these stations are doing an agreement with us where we give them to them for free. So our nonprofit raises resources to be able to produce the films, but we give them away and the stations air them on prime time with no charge to our ministry. Come on. Someone like Joyce Meyer, she raises $30 million a year. To some, a big portion of that's to buy the airtime on these networks. We have to only raise a few hundred thousand, and we produce the content, and they're airing them as it's a win-win. They're sowing to us. We're sowing to them for free, and literally millions of people are being impacted around the world. So I do want you to join me in the journey. If you could put that slide up quick that has the website on it. I've got a free ebook for you. It's, it's called Hearing the Voice of Our Father. And I want you to go to borntoblaze.com if you have your phone handy. You don't have to actually subscribe right now, but just pull it up. And then later when you get in your car, it'll be there on your phone. There'll be a pop-up window that'll have the free ebook on it. And then you can just put your name and email in there. But it's borntoblaze.com. And if you just let it, pull it up for now and in about a minute, that pop-up window will come up. And you'll get this book. This has got about four other ways of the Father speaking. It's got nature as well. And then you'll get a monthly Devo, and you can join me. What I do in our monthlies is I share usually clips from the new films that I'm showing to our subscribers, and I also write a Devo on how easy it is to hear the voice of God. So we just invite you. Join us in the journey. Come see me at the book table. I'll sign you a book. Uh, we've got the resources there. And let me just pray for you. So if you can just stand up. I'm going to pray a blessing prayer, and then Randy's going to take up uh, a missions offering. My wife and I are full-time media missionaries. So we, we, we actually live by faith to produce these films as missionaries. We just happen to live in Apple Valley, Minnesota. So there you go. Let me pray for you. Just raise out your hands to the Father and the Son and the Spirit. So Father, I just bless each person here this morning, and I speak an activation of their faith. I just speak for you right now in the name of Jesus Christ, an activation of your faith to be able to expect that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you today, whether it be through an owl or a rock on the seashore or a word from the Word or the witness of the Spirit. The Lord's going to speak to you today, tomorrow, throughout the week. I just speak forth an encouragement for you to be listening, and I, I speak forth an activation for you in the name of Jesus Christ to hear the Word of God and follow Him everywhere He leads you. And I bless you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. If this message has encouraged you in any way, please consider giving to Adventure Church to help continue this ministry. Giving is safe and easy through our website at www.adventurechurchsiren.com. Thank you for your generous support.